Are you a fan of vampires? Then check out Vlada a Dracula Tale on Facebook and on Twitter for more information about an exciting new graphic novel coming soon from me and artist Ken Hunt. We take the entire story of Dracula and we gender swap the cast. This is not your traditional graphic novel. It's very akin to the Bernie Wrightson Frankenstein that you may have seen or read about. Amazing black and white illustrations and covers by Ken Hunt, as well as by Tim Vigil, Kara Nicole, and many others contributing to this amazing project. Keep an eye on the Vlada A Dracula Tale Facebook and Twitter for more information about the exciting Kickstarter coming late October. This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located on 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. In the shadows you can hear the sound The rumble of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the wind go You also can't see if there's nowhere to go It's the creature It's the creature It's the creature from the supernatural Welcome back to another exciting episode of Supernatural Creatures Lore, the podcast dedicated to all the creatures, mythology, ghosts, and goblins connected to the TV series Supernatural. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. Tonight we are talking about family remains. And Mel Heflin has the episode synopsis for us. Supernatural Season 4, Episode 11. Sam and Dean try to prevent a family from moving into a haunted house. When the family refuses to listen, their trouble really starts. This was originally aired January 15th, 2009. And this episode has a special guest star in it, uh, Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the 1980s Supergirl um, lackluster movie. Not my favorite movie, but I don't slight it for being terrible. I thought her performance in it was okay. Just a badly written script. If you've ever seen Supergirl, Mel Heflin? I have not. Oh, seriously? Wow. Um, it's yeah, part of I'm the, not the fan of DC. It's part of the Christopher Reeve universe. Um, also in this episode, we have David Newsom, who played uh, Chase Porter in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. He was um, N- Nancy's uh, uh, husband in that movie, or rather Heather Langenkamp's husband in the movie, because they obviously, you know, was set in the real world that everyone played themselves. Have you ever seen a New Nightmare? I haven't. Oh, my God. What are you watching? <laughs> Supernatural over and over again. <laughs> you got to get out there and watch a new nightmare. Oh, maybe maybe one day I'll watch something new. You have Netflix, don't you? I do. Is it Netflix Japan or Netflix the United States? United States. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were had access to that. The, the creature, the ghost, the thing is not really a ghost. It's a squatter. And, it's, play, and uh, it's Lizzie Gibson and then her brother, which is just known as Lizzie's brother. But I think that's uh, Mark Wynn. And the uh, creature is played by uh, Mandy Playden. Um, I like the fact that her IMDb photo is of her appearance in Supernatural. And that is pretty much it for her IMDb. She's done nothing else. Um, she played uh, v- She played vampire 
she played Stella Snyder in the movie simply titled Vampire, which is kind of interesting that they would just be that ballsy to call their movie Vampire, period. Yeah. But the movie was made in Japan, actually. It was made by Shunji Iwa. Maybe she's a Japanese citizen. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, he is he's directed several things up until 2020, so he's still working today. He's a prolific Japanese writer and director. Maybe you can Fabulous. hunt this guy down. Work with. Yeah. Look up his IMDb um, since you, know, you happen to be living in Japan. You know this house um, in the episode we're talking about, you know, that's been in episodes of other things, right? What has the house that Sam and Dean investigate been in? Because it did look familiar. Oh my gosh. This house was in um, X Files House 1996. Wait, house or home? Oh, wait, house or home? House. House, X Files episode House. Okay, is that the Christmas episode where Sam and Dean, I mean, sorry, where Sam and Dean, where Mulder and Scully die and become ghosts? I don't know. I researched this on the trivia. Uh, Are you a big X Files fan? I've seen some episodes, and you know I don't hate it. I, it's just I feel like it's a little, a little cheesy for being so overly serious, which I don't know. Okay, so this it's not okay. right in the same category as Supernatural, though. So All I right. don't know why I don't love it. Okay, so the episode is actually Home. Uh, Home is the second episode of the fourth season. It premiered October eleventh, nineteen ninety six. Uh, it was directed by Kim Manners, who is. Uh, one of the best television directors of all time, and directed several episodes of Supernatural. And he is unfor- he unfortunately died of cancer in 2010, I believe. Um, and this episode is also uh, written by Glenn Morwood and James Wong of, you know, the Conjuring universe fame. Um, Mulder and Scully investigate a, uh, a a recently found buried dead baby, and uh, after Scully does the autopsy, she finds out the, that the uh, baby's DNA is uh, incestuous. And Sam ah. and uh, Sam, I keep saying Sam and Dean, but uh, Mulder and Scully team up with the local sheriff, and they find out that it's connected to this clan of inbred cannibals. Um, and their mother, who was in a car accident, and she's like kept on a gurney underneath the bed, and they have sex with her to continue the bloodline going and going. It's really, really gross. Uh, the episode wow. had been banned from television for a long time until FX started rebroadcasting the X-Files. Wow. It is a horrifying episode of the X-Files and considered one of the best episodes, not part of the overarching mythology alien plot line. That's a lot to wrap your head around on that one. You should totally watch this because it is pretty fucked up. Uh. If I can get through it. Um, so that is the episode. So that is the house. It that's why it looked familiar. Um, they obviously completely redid the uh, the house, but this must be a house used in several other things. Is it used in any other famous television shows? Nothing I could find. Okay. Um, what do we have about squatters? Because that's pretty much what the creature is in this episode. Uh, quick note: Have you ever seen? And I know we've talked about this movie before because we did the Scooby Doo episode, Scooby Natural. Have you ever seen the movie Saturday Morning Massacre? I have not. It's a Scooby Doo. I feel like S- I don't watch anything. You don't watch anything. It <laughs> appears. It's about a Scooby Doo clan of kids with a dog, two boys, two girls. One stoner, one's a leader. Two hot chicks. One's a brainiac. One's just really hot. And the dog, who is actually who is a um. Uh, Great Dane. 
and they go and investigate like one spooky case after another. It's a real estate scam. It's a child pornography ring. It's a drug ring. It's whatever. You know what I mean? There's no actual ghosts until they discover an yeah. abandoned uh, amusement park. They think it's a ghost haunting it, and they team up with the local deputy. And what they find out, it's a uh, brother-sister uh, incestuous uh, couple cannibals. What's with all the incest? Because it worked for the Lannister twins and the uh, Skywalker twins, I guess. I I think that's, uh, incest is spooky on its own. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, though, um, there is foreshadowing in this episode when Danny asks Sam and Dean if they're ghost hunters, just like Scooby-Doo. Um, you know, the whole plot of Scooby-Doo is they're constantly unmasking monsters who are revealing themselves to be human. So that's a little bit of foreshadowing in this episode I thought was fun. Except for that one time they actually encounter ghosts like in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island or Scooby-Doo uh, in The Curse of the Witch's Ghost. But they have recently come out with... Um, sequels to those movies to retcon the uh, origins of these ghosts as being nothing more than people in costumes. They did the same thing with the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Uh, the cartoon series, where there was a chest of demons that were enclosed for hundreds of years until Scooby and Shaggy opened up the chest and freed all the demons. However, in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo cart- movie, uh, they again reveal it to be like a bunch of bullshit. The Return to Zombie Island really reveal it to be a bunch of bullshit. And fans are pissed at these films. Yeah, I was personally myself. I watched the sequel. Zom- Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island was one of my favorite movies, period. Yes. And, and I, the I, sequel made me really angry. I won't watch the sequel for this reason, except for the one scene I caught on YouTube that uh, they're watching a horror host on TV, and it's actually Cassandra Peterson as Elvira, which is funny considering this coming October, Happy Halloween Scooby-Doo comes out where Scooby and the gang team up with Elvira and Bill Nye the Science Guy to fight like a green goblin kind of pumpkin-headed flying goblin glider villain which is kind of cool yes it will be a guy in a costume but it'll be interesting to see how they do that um but back to the squatters episode um have you ever encountered squatters at any time in your life in any of the places that you've lived in or of any kind because you've lived more all over the world than i have nowhere that i think that i've lived in but um researching this episode i uh, came across a video about how to avoid this creepy stuff right here from happening in real life. And I did some some major flaws, especially with my last house. Um, so there was actually a crawl space leading from one of the bedrooms in my old house through, uh, through most of the house, actually. Like you could look into it and you couldn't see as far back as it goes. And it was like, it was like a tunnel. The door was really cramped. So I just closed it, never thought anything of it. And I, in this episode, uh, not in this episode, but in the video, it says a lot of people will ignore it and say, oh, it's just squirrels. Oh, it's just birds. And I did exactly that. So it was really just squirrels or birds that we're getting into the crawl space and not actually people like it very well could have been according to the video to how to avoid this creepy stuff right here. That's creepy as hell. Uh, yeah. I, I never thought about it until 
researching this, that that could very well have been something. It most likely isn't, but just the idea it could have been. Abandoned buildings usually have a lot of squatters in them, like, you know, old warehouse buildings or run-down mills and things like that, and that's illegal. Squatting in someone's house that you don't own is just illegal in general. There's a huge movement going on right now with the homeless people that they have the rights to live in these buildings and they Water shouldn't site. be removed. And it's like, um, no, you really don't. There, uh, I understand your situation is bad and I feel bad for you, but that doesn't give you the rights to uh, hold marches and protest against living in a building you don't own that is infested and causing problems for the city. I mean, it's one thing if you're not doing anything illegally, but it's if they if they need to tear the building down, they got to tear the building down because it's 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 it, it looks like garbage. And there's like several buildings in Worcester that had this problem of like the homeless were living there and they didn't want to move. And the police had to forcibly remove them. And this happened once in Worcester in 1999. There were some homeless uh there was a homeless young couple who were mentally challenged living in a building because they were uh they didn't have any place to go and they left a candle burning and they went to the local mall and unfortunately it caused a one of the biggest aware, uh fires in Worcester Massachusetts has ever seen and killed six firefighters who were in the building looking for them wow and one of the firefighters uh was the uh cousin of a famous comedian um, from uh, Rescue Me, um, Larry something another. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> these two, I don't, I remember these two were brought to trial. And a lot of people were like, well, they're mentally retarded. They don't know what they're doing. And it's like, great. They should be charged like any other criminal for the death of six people. <sighs> That's really a tough talk tough call. I personally am glad that I was not a juror or the judge. I, I know, but it's just like six people lost their lives. Granted, they were doing the job that they were trained for, but that is horrible. Because yeah, of it, two it people's negligence, and I understand that they're mentally challenged, but that's like... I, I, I'm sorry, but these six firefighters, firefighters, you know, they get whatever you want about the police or whatever, but firefighters, and this is two years before 9-11 where we lost a lot of first responders. You know what I mean? And these were like pillars of the community. They all had families. <laughs> One of them just had a baby, so the baby never got to meet his father. You know, it's just, the, 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 it, 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 it was so sad. I mean, it, it ripped, you know, this, it, it, ripped, it ripped the state apart, you know. Yeah. President Clinton came and attended the funeral, It's really rough. Yeah. Um, these two, you know, almost ghosts in this episode uh, are kind of scary, too. They're, they're, they, they've been basically living there since they were uh, children, right? Because the father of these two creatures is the since brother of the mom, right? Yeah, according to the diary that was left, um, she end, uh, the mother ended up killing herself. Because the father, who was also her father, so granddaddy daddy, um, put them in the wall where no one would ever see them pretty much as soon as they were born, according to the journal. I'm, I'm wondering if I got that right, which I'm wondering like how these children would learn to fend for themselves, who kept buying them clothes. 
Like, I don't know. I mean, they uh, obviously were eating... The whole thing. They were eating whatever wildlife they could find because the, the sister, um, the main character, she finds the rat and snaps its head and it starts eating it in front of the boy that she captured. Right. Now, do you think they captured the boy to have sex with him? I mean, if they grew up in the walls like they did, I would have to wonder if it would go back to our earlier topic of incest because I feel like that's kind of a natural human thing to want to feel close to somebody in that way. So I found an article from the New York Magazine while I was researching this when I was watching the episode. Um, and it's uh, Business Insider Roommate Horror Story. The viral story of a serial squatter who forced a dozen people from their homes uh, holds a sobering lesson for anyone in need of a roommate. Um, one of the worst roommate horror stories ever written. The story centers on Jameson Backman, a serial squatter who duped several people into letting him in and lost their home as a result. If you've ever lived in an apartment or college dorm, you probably have at least one roommate horror story. I definitely have a few. Living in one right now. <laughs> But it's likely that none of them um, topped the one published by the New Yorker magazine. Um, the report now goes viral, stating, innocently enough, a 31-year-old woman named Alex Miller was a bit desperate for a roommate to help her afford her house in a wealthy Philadelphia neighborhood. An older man named Jed Creek comes over to see the place. They hit it off, and Creek agrees to move in on the spot. Of course, things go quickly go south, because as it turns out, Creek is not actually Jed Creek, but Jameson Backman, a serial squatter who, according to the New York Mag report, duped a dozen tenants into letting him live with them, only to force them out of their homes on arcane legal technicalities. The accounts from Backman's previous victims are harrowing, according to New York. So this is about a roommate horror story and not a squatter, but basically um, the the stories of uh, squatters in the walls are few and far between. The movie that comes to mind the most, uh, of course, is um, about uh, the, the People Under the Stairs by Wes Craven. Which is super spooky. Um, which I believe is... 30 years old this year, maybe, but I might have the date wrong. Um, but uh, also a very progressive movie, as it is one of the very uh, few and first movies to star a black lead. It was a young child, too. He wasn't even an adult or a teenager. He was, like, really um, uh, very young, but still black lead in a horror movie. Yeah, for back in those days, that was really progressive. Right. But Wes Craven's all, all was always about that kind of thing. There was a story in the UK um, on the Mirror.com website. A boy, a nine-year-old boy, believed a man was living in the wall because he saw eyes in the vent. Is is this the same one? Nine-year-old in 1981, and he told his parents, and his parents kept pushing him off, being like, "No, no." I believe so. It was yes. Um, the story is written by uh, Grady Hendrix. It, yep, that's the one I have. What's some of the information about the scariest squatter in the walls? Okay, so um, this happened when he was nine, and it was late at night, and he was hungry, so he sneaks down to the kitchen for a late-night snack, uh, going to get the leftover sweet and sour pork. And he creeps downstairs, and without the person in question uh, seeing him, he says he saw, quote, a skinny guy eating our leftovers and drinking our milk directly from the carton. The man didn't see him, like I just mentioned. Uh, I can't explain how terrifying it is for someone to be in your house. So I slowly backed away, crept up the stairs, and woke up my mom and dad. The parents didn't believe him, and he had continual sightings, and to which his parents kept pushing off, including one moment when he allegedly caught the man watching him through the air conditioning vent in his bedroom. 
the enigmatic man had been living in the walls and eventually died in the walls. He actually wrote a book about it. I'm wondering if this is just his book or if it's a book about what happened. He wrote a book called My Best Friend's Exorcism and a graphic novel called Horror Store. Um, have you seen the movie The Boy? It was in theaters and they just made a sequel recently. It's about a girl. I believe it's... Uh, I think it's Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead, actually, and who played Bella on um, Supernatural. She becomes I did the, see that movie. Yeah, I really that, liked it. That was Bella, right, from Supernatural? It was. Okay. So Bella from Supernatural, Lauren Cohen, best known as Maggie from The Walking Dead, um, she uh, takes care of a doll, and we kind of find out that there's a disfigured boy living in the walls of this mansion. Yeah, I just saw it a couple years ago. I don't know why the details are failing me right now. Um, it wasn't, in my opinion, very good because just, I'm like, I, it's got to be like, the doll is not possessed. It's It's got to be, something else is going on here. And sure enough, it's revealed because you see the kid coming out of the, um, you know, like the walk-in closet or something like that. And they just put out the sequel this year, just before the quarantine happened. It came out like in February, but I didn't see it. I, I don't know if I want to. It's called Brahms, the boy, too, which is the name of the the doll, the boy, you know? Um, yeah. Not my biggest love, but I wanted to see it because, again, Laura Cohen, Maggie, and Bella. So um, there's a great article on uh, uh, listverse.com. Everyone loves list about some of the creepiest, uh, scariest uh, squatter stories. And one of them actually happened uh, in your hometown of Japan. In 2008, a 57-year-old Japanese man had been sharing his home with a secret tenant. Prior to the discovery, he had noticed that someone was stealing food from his fridge. He suspected it was a burglar and installed security cameras that sent live footage of his home to his phone. One fateful day, he received a video of a strange woman opening his fridge. He called the police who went to his home, hoping to catch the burglar. The police were surprised when they found the doors and windows locked intact with no sign of break-in. Nevertheless, they entered the home, thinking the burglar was still inside. Police found no trace of the burglar until they checked the shelf just about above the closet. Inside, they found a 50-year-old, uh, 58-year-old Tatsuko Horikawa. Investigation revealed Horikawa had secretly lived in the several other houses in the area before settling in the man's home. She had lived there for a year before she was caught. Creepy as hell. And they actually have video footage of the person sneaking around uh, with the hidden cameras. I definitely can't watch that video. I know the one you're talking about, but I couldn't because I have the exact same cabinets above the closet. Yikes. Demand. Yeah. <laughs> so Mel is afraid of something besides dying alone. <laughs> <laughs> she is afraid of squatters. <laughs> In okay, so I have a question, though. Okay. Um, would would you feel better or worse if you were convinced that something was in your home? Would you rather it be a ghost or a live person? A like, if you believed in ghosts and, like, 100% uh, knew they were real. Do I have to believe in ghosts? Because I don't. <laughs> in, this, in this scenario, you believe in ghosts. Um, they're careful. Is the ghost hot? Can I, like, woo her? <laughs> Let's say both is it the, like the ghost and, and ghost, ghost are super spooky and super evil in this scenario. Oh, damn. I was going to say, is it like the blowjob ghost in Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> or is it like the librarian ghost where she's, like, old and ugly? <laughs> I'm going to get so many terrible comments on this. 
people, we're I making jokes. Do show. not comment on us. We're making jokes. We're trying to be funny. If we're not funny, don't listen. <laughs> uh, I'd rather be a real person because then because no one's going to believe. Nobody believes in ghosts, okay? You cannot bring a ghost to court. You cannot call the police about a ghost. I'm sorry. And getting the Catholic Church or finding Sam and Dean or whatever to come help you would be nearly impossible. Um, so it just it would have to be a real. I'd rather be a real person because at least that I can defend myself against. Um, I, I feel like I would rather it be a ghost because, like, I feel like as silly as it it probably sounds at first is it would be potentially easier to get rid of, uh, or you could just move. Another episode, another case that I'd like to. Uh, there, there's a lot of cases here, but by, by the way, on Listed.com. But uh, I like this one. Amber Dawn heard footsteps in her attic the night she moved into her apartment in. Uh, Newman Claw, Washington in 1997. She checked the trap door that led to the attic. While it looked suspicious as if it had been pulled in by someone inside, she never thought someone actually could be in there. She told the landlady and once again thought it was squirrels. Dawn would notice strange events in her house over the next several months. Things were mysteriously missing. At one point, her nine-year-old puppy ended up inside the bathroom sink during a flood. Doesn't anybody check the walls or whatever when you move into a new home, for God's sakes, or an apartment? Every time I investigate an apartment, if I see any form of, like, mold or dirtiness, I don't want to move in there. Because I've seen horror movies. It makes no sense that people just don't watch any form of fiction to trigger things in their brain to go, you know, I've seen this in a movie before, and I don't like the situation. This is going to present itself. I almost moved into an apartment in Worcester with, like, the dirtiest-looking roommate, and the apartment door was, like, half hanging off. And she seemed very nice and sweet, but there was just some other really creepy things going on. I decided not to move in there. Anyway. I definitely moved into a house and didn't consider checking the crawl spaces that led, led all through the house. Like, I think it's totally possible. You just don't think that something would actually do that because I think you wouldn't yourself. One night she was soaking in the bathtub, probably the most vulnerable place you could probably be, when she looked up at the trap door that led to the attic and it was open and it's right in front of the bathroom. She grabbed her hammer and her dog and left the house in a towel. Outside, she called her sister-in-law and the police uh, who later searched Don's apartment and found no one. However, they found food, books, sleeping bag, and other stuff in the ad- in the back of the attic. I would ask for my rent back from the landlord and sue the shit out of her. For real, though. There's another story about a guy using a chimney to crawl up and down. Living, He's living basically in a crawl space that's like inside the chimney, and the chimney is never used uh, to get uh, in and out of the house. That's like fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, like, what is he, an acrobat? Something like that. Have you ever done a movie with any kind of squatters? I don't think that I have. All right, so we'll cut that part out. Well, that's all the notes I have here for this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. Thank you for joining us, talking about squatters. We're not necessarily talking about what we thought was ghost and what was something else, because that really wouldn't cut. There would be too many, either too many stories and not enough information. So we focus the episode on squatters, because that's kind of what these incestuous brother and sisters are. Uh, don't squat in someone's house. That's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> Definitely not recommended. But I think do let episode... us know in the comments what you would do, or if you would rather be a ghost or a squatter. I think there was something within your house. I think there was an episode of Dennis the Menace from the 1950s, the old black and white show, where Dennis and his friends were squatting in an abandoned house uh, in the neighborhood because they thought it'd be fun. 
Huh. Yeah. But they weren't like doing anything beyond illegal besides being mischievous kids in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? They weren't causing a mess or destroying anything. And no one was living there either. Nobody moved in. They left when somebody moved in. You know what I mean? But he wouldn't leave because he's Dennis the Menace. To be honest, when me and my friends were mischievous teenagers, we used to maybe or maybe not, uh, not really break in, but we would go check out abandoned buildings. And I guess you could maybe consider us squatters, even though we were just there for like 15, 20 minutes being like, ooh, spooky. You can find us on our individual Twitters at ChrisDSAV. And at Mel Heflin, M-E-L-H-E-F-L-I-N. And you can also find uh, the list of the episodes on our website. If you happen to be on imdb.com, we have the list of the episodes there as well. And we'll be back in another month for another exciting episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Yay. Bye, everybody. Love you guys. In the shadows you can hear the sound The rumble of a haunted hellhound Cries of the banshee, terror of the window You also can't see it